Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Northwest podcast. Great to have you here. This episode was such a lucky episode for us because I had Jeff Tate, who is an amazing comedian. He is a regular on Doug Loves Movies, which is a podcast that I absolutely love. Uh, but we also have Emma Arnold, who is an Idaho-based comedian, who we actually have booked for our Ladies' Night this year. And our Ladies' Night is always the biggest show every year, so we are going to be bringing her back to headline that show. And it is, it's just going to be great. So everybody, check it out. Enjoy this episode. A commercial and it's a pizza roll <laughs> it's just a pizza roll like somebody from hot pockets went to the store and was like oh fuck smaller is a good idea <laughs> and, then, and now they're bragging about it they fucking pizza rolls have existed for a long time thousands of years <laughs> no but like at least as long as hot pockets. hot pockets just recently jumped on this bandwagon <laughs> like oh fuck like someone just like pulled up a cam chair and sat in the aisle and watched as the pizza rolls flew off the shelves <laughs> and the hot pockets just cemented in, got freezer burned together and they'd have to chip away. Like, yeah, we should make them smaller. People like hot pockets, but only if they're smaller. <laughs> Toaster scramble is a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Solid investment. <laughs> what the hell is happening right now? Oh my god. This is what would happen on getting dug with high if fucking P. Holmes wasn't there. <laughs> I'm gonna go find P. Holmes' ex-wife and like really try to talk her into get like you look what you did. He used to be fun. He was always funny, and then she was like, I don't know, like comedians, and they got divorced. And now he's like, he's like, it's like he's taking it out on the rest of us. <laughs> oh my God. Pete, you don't have to get every laugh, man. We're all broken. I need a couple too, man. <laughs> I'm sorry she left you. Mine left too. It's okay. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Pete? It's not your fault. No, I know. It's oh, no, no, fault. no. Are you playing? I don't even get to play Pete in this. You're Pete Holmes. I, I was ready to come back and play Pete fucking Holmes. But you're, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Tate. Are you playing both roles in this scenario? Why not I just be the pet rock of the podcast over here? <laughs> It looks like you, you know what? Why don't you play Doug too? Why don't you just do the whole cast? Are you Garland and TJ Miller in this scenario as well? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, Comedy Northwest podcast. It's just starting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all that was the podcast. <laughs> oh, it has been. I just it have not been. introduced it yet. You're stepping on his intro. 
No, no, you're fine. Uh, I'm sitting here with Jeff Tate. <laughs> hey, Jeff. I can't wait to listen to this. Uh, uh, how you doing, Jeff? Oh, why'd you have to go to me first? I'm doing fine. I'm yeah. doing very well. How are you? I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> you haven't shut up for like the last 35 minutes. And now no, all of a sudden, you have no idea what to say. How are you? You're like, that's a, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> fine. You're fine. Holy <laughs> 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 oh oh shit, you're the funniest person I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is an after party episode. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never getting stoned again. You're just you're just drinking tea yeah. and eviscerating us. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be all about you. This is going to be a game for you. While this the two like, of the two like, of us are going to be stumbling through this field of podcast while you're just dancing around us. You're like, Sipping chamomile. Yeah. You're like the one comic on the Comedy Central roast that didn't know the person you were roasting. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they're always meaner? Like, yeah. they're always so mean because they just fucking, I never fucking met Pamela Anderson before. <laughs> they don't even go over and hug them when it's over. They're just like, hey, thanks. <laughs> it's a gig. It's a gig to them. So, Jeff Ross. Uh, the what? <laughs> Amy Schumer's first time. I think that was her deal. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> That's what you're doing to us. You're just uh. fucking. Sipping your tea. All right, let's do some mic checks. Mic check one, two, three, oh four, five. We still, still haven't started. Jeff, give me give me a count to ten over there. One, two, <laughs> three. All right. All right, moving on. Four, what? two, three, four. Oh my god, it's so clean. Five, six, oh, seven, see, eight, nine, crisp. ten. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. What a mic check, huh? Shut Jeff, up. did you hear that? <laughs> I only got to four. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little turned on right now. Like professionally, as like mm-hmm. a podcast producer, I'm, I'm very turned on by like, that. That was a clean. That was mic very check. professional. Thank yeah. You. Thank you, Jeff. What you got <laughs> for us? Do I have to start over? Because I made it five, six, seven, eight, right. nine, ten. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. So here's where I we mean, left degree off. Degree of difficulty. So we were we were playing out a scenario here in which. Uh, Tate was playing T- what Pete Holmes and himself <laughs> and TJ Miller and Jeff Garland and Jeff Garland. <laughs> well, no, wait, can you explain? Because to he us? feels like comedians talk too much, but then he was. You were explaining to us role. your metaphor for those three podcast guests. Yeah. <laughs> can you? Would you like to reflect? No. <laughs> okay. I barely know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you, when we were in the kitchen, you seemed so coherent. <laughs> and it was all an act. That was you 20 like, feet oh. away. That was you were 20 like, yeah, feet let's make away. A podcast. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, sure. Well, and, you, and you were really funny. And there was, it's like the 12 feet we traveled. No, here's why. Here's why, okay? On a podcast, I don't know what to say or when to say it. So things just keep coming out. It's like nervous energy. So I can't keep from being stoned. In a we're all in the kitchen situation, 
I've practiced, uh, oh, I'll have some cashews. I've practiced that move a lot. <laughs> so I could seem less stoned over there because grabbing the cashews, I know how to do that. Asking for candy bars, done it before. I, I know, like, I know how those sentences work. Over here, I don't you have know a script. You want to know what's really sad about that? Is that I 100% completely understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm the exact same way. You have no idea how much I have rehearsed things sober and then rehearsed them stoned so that when I'm around people when I'm stoned, I know that it works. Like yeah. grabbing cashews. Yeah, you were very natural with the cashews. Yeah. Do you want me to bring the cashews over here so you'd feel it's more the, comfortable? It's the only thing that makes me have any attachment to reality. Okay, I'm going to go grab the cashews. Hold on. What's happening? Okay. Although I, I am going to criticize your candy bar because we were discussing something completely unrelated and you yelled, can I have like 40 candy bars? <laughs> So maybe work on the naturalness <laughs> of that <laughs> sentence. That, oh yeah, that do was, not. Did that not make me seem like I was this stoned? <laughs> that was Jeff's stoner request. Can I have like forty candy bars? <laughs> I did. I I said. I just. I. I was just asking a question. Do you have forty candy bars? <laughs> I think I produced four. Yeah, you that's ten percent. That's still pretty. But good. But you produced four of like. Candy bars I've never heard of. You haven't heard of a mound? <laughs> a butterfinger? or a butterfinger? Or a Heath bar? Come on. Heath bar? I think a Heath <laughs> bar these punctured my grandpa's lung so you've 40 heard of years it. ago. 40 years ago. <laughs> I thought you like you pulled a couple candy bars out of like, this is like National Treasure 3. <laughs> <laughs> it, was an, it was inside an antique animal cracker tin. Dude, do people? Yeah, it was. It was. That's yeah, what I mean, made it seem it very. Mm-hmm. Tent, that's, so was what, like, that's what made it seem like it was treasure to you. Hey, Forty candy bars. I've been waiting for someone to say the code phrase forever. <laughs> <laughs> we can finally get the time capsule. This was it in my house on this night. I've been waiting for him to say that one thing so I could bring out. And then the you rejected him. Reject- I know he, you, didn't, he rejected he didn't you so one. hard. He was all, "Oh, these are all garbage." No, yeah. no, I don't like coconut. A butterfinger was definitely going to be too hard to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and a Heath bar literally tried to help my grandpa. It's like I have a beef. <laughs> you got a beef with Heath. Yeah, um, that Heath bar can't make it none of my money. You didn't. Ryan paid for him. You yeah. have to pay Ryan for the candy bar. That was free. Bar. I'm also free. not going to take any of the. Nah, I'm not going to take any pay, of the enjoyment from that company. Take it out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm charging you for each individual cashew that you're eating oh, yeah. right now. We still haven't gotten paid. <laughs> You've gotten paid. It's very, very, paid rarely, podcast. very rarely am I going to put this on you for the tour. Mm-hmm. But I feel like right now is a pretty good time to, okay. to make sure that I have the reins over. Res- yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that you're the responsible one in the room right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's me. Just sip my tea and demand money. Does everyone know how good cashews are? <laughs> no, no, no. These aren't just cashews. Remember, these are ho- these are Kirkland brand whole fancy cashews. Ooh. Kirkland brand. Kirkland brand. Whole fancy. Yeah. Not no half fancy. Costco. <laughs> Costco is paying me nothing right now. That's that's how much I stand behind this product. But like. Do cashews get <laughs> as much press as they should? I think they have over their lifespan. 
I mean, what more press can they get after this point? I feel like this podcast, this is is the last thing that they get. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I'm changing the name of my podcast again to Cashews Presents Jeff Tate's Mash Podcasto. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to get the word out. (laughs) They don't take up as much water as almonds. They don't what? Like almonds take so much water to grow that that's why California is in a drought. <laughs> almonds has the top spot. <laughs> and cashews needs to do it. Take that from almonds so that we can survive as a species on this planet. Almonds are destroying us. Low water nut. Cashews. Mm-hmm. They're a low water nut. Yep. <laughs> Drought oh. nut. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff that we need to be doing on stage. This is the stuff we need to start mm-hmm. spreading to the masses. Oh no, we don't need to do any of this <laughs> on stage. <laughs> we need to, no. We need to alert people to the water <sighs> nut ratio situation that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Be responsible. <laughs> yeah, be re- when growing your nuts, know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's like the puppy mill thing. Like 20 years ago, no one knew about puppy mills, so people would just go to the mall and buy dogs. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but now, now it's people nuts. know about puppy mills. So there's like, like, we were like, is this a puppy mill? Is this a puppy mill puppy? No, thank you. <laughs> it's like... You and Roseanne oh, Barr... Need to hit the hit the road and start talking about nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the importance of growing nuts, fiber, and all of this. We talked about almonds on the last podcast we were on. I feel like you're on a real tear. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about almonds for like ten minutes last time. Really? Yeah. So I just feel like maybe I don't remember talking about almonds. Yeah. It's a thing you when? do. You talk about you were talking about the same thing about how they take up too much water. We had a whole discussion. Oh yeah, yeah. We feel very strongly about the almonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, it just, it just takes too much water. <laughs> Fucking almonds, man. Oh Fucking almonds. Yeah. Yeah, we need um, we need a cashews to have a surge in popularity. We do. So other, are there any other options than cashews? I mean, nope, or is cashews... None. There's only two kinds of nut. <laughs> Almonds and cashews are the only nuts. Almonds and cocoa. What about... What about... Are cashews nuts? Peanuts? Are cashews. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was like a bean. <laughs> a legume. A legume. Yeah, a legume. A legume. Um, here's peanuts. Um, walnuts, acorns. Are those nuts? <laughs> What's an acorn? <laughs> Why don't we eat acorns? I want you to tell me the last time you ate an acorn. Does anybody eat acorns? Why no. do we eat some things that fall off trees and not acorns? I don't know. Acorns are very bitter. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can, you could, like if in a starving situation. Yeah. Like you, you get your, like you get your arm caught. Uh-huh. In down. an oak tree, and then it grows around you. Yeah, then you have to wait through stuck. several winters. 
So, Welcome to Naming Nuts with Jeff Tate. Uh, so I got a question for you as the sober one in this situation. Nuts, you're nuts. Do you feel that I'd be wrong in instating you the position of podcast host right now? No, I feel like that would be reasonable. That would be a great I, I idea. Keep things moving <laughs> so that we don't just sit and talk about nuts for you're, 25 you, you would, You're going to be hours. my co-host. How about okay, that? You want to do this together? Yeah, you'll okay. host this podcast, yeah, this but not your podcast? No, I'm not hosting my own. I told you. This I'll host. You refuse to actually host Gosh, I'm Funny with Emma Arnold. Yeah. No, I'm not hosting that. But instead... That doesn't sound entertaining You at all. immediately agree... Yeah. ...to host this podcast? It just felt right, you know? Mm-hmm. It just felt natural. We were in the moment. That's how it goes. I don't, I don't care for the way you guys do improv. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start a new scenario? All right, give me give me an occupation. A uh, dentist. Comedian. Dentist. <laughs> uh, comedian dentist. Um, uh, give me a letter of the alphabet. W. All right. Uh, comedian dentist starting with W. Jeff, go. What? <laughs> and you think we're horrible at improv? Wait, am I the dentist? Oh. I thought you were doing an improv bit. I, yeah, I was the guy who asks the questions becomes that thing. <laughs> I'm in the audience. I didn't get a pick. You always ask her, but <laughs> I was just being in the audience. I didn't know I was in this improv bit. So Emma, <laughs> I have a series of questions that I usually ask on this podcast. Okay. So um, let's let's start getting through those, shall we? <laughs> okay. So initial questions, the layout of my podcast is for people that are interested in comedy, either getting started in or trying to learn more about. So questions from professional comedians, uh, some good questions are like, when did you get started? How long have you been at it? Do you want, since I'm hosting, should I ask these? I'm going to, Jeff, hi, Jeff, thanks for coming. Hi. That's my pleasure. Hi. (laughs) Come up on the mic, if you could just come up on the mic a little. Okay. Okay, back, off, back off a bit. Right there? There, that's nice. Okay, good. I feel like that's good. How are, Ryan, how are our levels? Are We're they doing good? good? We're doing, We're doing good. good? Yeah. That's nice. We're okay. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Tate, Jeff Tate, tell us, when did you start comedy? It was about 13 years ago. Yeah. And when did you almost stop comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I have been trying <laughs> for a while. How many, are you asking how many times have I quit? Yeah. Uh, twice, for sure. <laughs> and one other time that was like, I was kind of on the fence about. But two times I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. But here we are. What was it that changed your mind? Uh, I couldn't get a job. <laughs> like, you couldn't make it as the a first civilian. time. The first time I quit, that was literally the reason I went back to it. Was I? I was running out of money, and I kept trying to get a job. And people were like, yeah, "It looks like you haven't done anything for seven years." I was like, oh, "Well, self-employed." <laughs> couldn't get a job. Ran out of money. Started taking gigs. Boom, comedian again. This time I started up again. Uh, I decided to do this tour. I was a bartender <laughs> a few months ago. <laughs> and I liked it. They didn't have a, a strict dress code. <laughs> it's always nice. 
That's good. Uh, what's the next question? Are you finishing your next question? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> this next one I really enjoy because it's for when people. When did you start comedy? Yeah. Emma? Emma. Uh, I started like three years ago uh, after I got divorced. Oh, about four years ago, five years ago after I got four divorced years. was when I quit. It's interesting that you got divorced. Like, so when the lady gets the divorce, they're like, I'm going to do more things. And when the guy gets divorced, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to do less things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to start cutting things loose to figure out which one <laughs> ran her off. <laughs> I feel like this improv game in you've turned it into instead of like, yes. And it's like sad. And <laughs> like, <laughs> Sad and <laughs> divorce and <laughs> yeah, I got I got divorced and I wasn't uh, I don't know I was just kind of like well I was trying to support three kids and I was a single mom and I was like I don't know how, what I'm gonna do how I'm gonna do this and I don't know why comedy seemed like a good idea it didn't <laughs> yeah. it really didn't actually so how many things did you try where you're just like well comedy <laughs> well I was I was a writer was it, was, a, was it did you did you give lion taming a shot <laughs> I did. Like, this is not for me well I guess comedy is next on the list <laughs> yeah I went through I went through a long list of things no I didn't I have the same problem I have no job skills no ed- like very little education I was like, what am I going to, what am I going to do? And I'd been a writer and a, the artistic director of a storytelling, um, nonprofit for a few years. And I happened to try comedy like right before I got divorced. And I was like, this I love. Mm-hmm. So I just did that. What was your first time like? Um, I, I had been on stage a lot cause I'd been just doing storytelling for a couple of years. And so, uh, comedy at first to me seemed really easy because I think as a comedian, a lot of times um, learning to sit in the silences is the hardest part. Oh, but God, as a storyteller, like that's what you want is mm-hmm. the silent, like interested. So I got up and I think I got, I told a story about how I bought a mattress instead of going to Burning Man with all my friends. And like, that's how, you know, that you're like finally th- th- an adult. Mm-hmm. And um, I got like two laughs and I was like, oh my God, I'm great at this. You know? <laughs> Oh, this is super easy. And it took me like a few more times of doing it to kind of be like, oh shit, they're supposed to laugh a lot. Oh, oh, I'm very bad at this. So then I like way later down the road got very nervous about it. But when I first started, I was kind of like, oh, I'm great at comedy. This is so easy. So what was it that got you on stage the first time? Um, I went to go see a couple, a couple of friends of mine. Um, and, um, I had been really, I had always wanted to try it, but I had always been like really intimidated, like had kind of thought like, oh, I don't know, I could never do it. And then I went to this open mic. The first open mic I ever did was called the dog dick fuck around hour and a half. And it was. No. Yeah. The, the dog, dog dick fuck, fuck around and a half? Hour and a half. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I, there are so many headliners, like, like old school headliners <laughs> that come through here talking about that show. Yeah. And it was, they said that it was the pivotal moment it, of their career it's, it's a so. <laughs> it was in the shadiest bar in Boise which I had been it's a punk rock bar and I had been arrested there at 14 wow um, so I was like this is all coming so full pro. circle like, this is great <laughs> so um and it was I got a I, I watched a couple friends of mine do comedy and um one of them is now my boyfriend but we had just kind of started dating at the time and I watched them do comedy and I was like I can for sure do this. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I guess I thought like everybody who did it would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
And then I watched like 15 people eat shit. <laughs> well, if this guy can do and it, I was I like, oh, I'm right. for sure at least funnier than a couple of these guys. Yeah. So then I then I felt more like, oh, OK. All right. I can mm. try this. Didn't feel so much pressure. Yeah, it is. That first couple of days in comedy, if you can make it past that, then it's just about building your talent. Yeah. Spend as much time as you need doing that, but just getting over that first hurdle. Yeah. Like, if you make it past that first one, you have already outgrown 60% of other people that have tried to be comics. Yeah. So after that, it's easy going. Yeah, I that I for that first like six weeks, I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. I have this down. And then I bombed like really horribly for like my first like really bad time. Yeah. And then I quit comedy for like three months where I was like, nope, no, I I hate this. This is painful. Oh, wow. And it's awful. And it took me a while to get back to being like, all right, this is terrifying, but I think I like it. So, yeah, I think it is. It's like once you finally are like, all right, like you almost have to like muscle through that it's, I don't know. Well, and see, that's the thing is that at that first level, like you're bumping elbows with every other asshole who thinks they're funnier Mm -hmm. than their friends. And then if you just outgrow them, which is that first bomb session, most people that are just doing it for the ego, like bomb that first time. They're like, well, I don't need this. This isn't me. This, I don't need this for me to prove myself. And then they're just out. So if you make it past that and you're just like, no, just keep heading through it. Then all of a sudden you've got all this more elbow room to like move around and try other things and work with other people. Yeah. And you, you can actually see the people ahead of you and be like, oh, that's the direction I need to yeah. go. Rather than trying to look over all of these other heads and microphones that are in your way. There's like one of my favorite things that happened in Boise was there was a guy who came down to the open mic um, a couple times and he couldn't, he came down late hmm. and then he would be like, I want up. And we'd be, and we'd be like, oh no, you like need to get here on time. And he was like, fuck you. I brought people. And we're like, no, no, no. no but then one of the, like w- the second time the owner was like, just put him up for a few minutes. Um, so we did. And he, you know, he ate shit, but he had friends with him. So he's just like, yeah, I'm fucking killer at this. So after two, after wh- two open mics, only one of which he went, he got up at, mm-hmm. he booked his own show at the Egyptian, which is a big, it's like a 900 seat theater in, in Boise. I don't know. Maybe it's not that big. Maybe it's like 500, but it's a huge theater. He booked that theater and he headlined a show. And let me tell you that it was the most magical thing I've ever experienced. You went to the show? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I went to that show. Oh, I for sure did. He did, he did 45 minutes. Of what? The most horrible, sexist, racist, just like every open micer you've ever seen where you were like, oh, gee, oh, my God, just. Did somebody film this? This is something that nobody, needs to be on YouTube. We, we nobody filmed it. <laughs> oh. It was, and like, um, he. Shoot. I'm it, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was his, like, hour special. And like, I mean, and there were a lot of people there. Later, I found out that like his parents, his parents, obviously, they're super wealthy. And like, so they had packed the theater and there were a ton of people there. And he, but the best was he came down to a Jay-Z song from the back. Like he was an MMA fighter when they announced him. And like, I was there with two of the other comics. And like, when he was coming down, I just started punching them both like, oh my God, do you see this? This is amazing. This is, he's coming from the back. Oh my God. It's his third show show how much were tickets i think they were 10 bucks <laughs> oh. oh my god yeah yeah it was and my friend Heath um middled for him and he paid him 900 bucks to middle and and Heath was like oh i'm not fucking turning that down i'm like no no no, no, no way no, no. are 
you kidding me? And to be a part no, of that show? you should show? turn that down, wink. And then he's like, okay, integrity. And then they call you, and you're like, hey, I'm not turning <laughs> that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's $900. I was going to pay 10 <laughs> we all just We all were just like, Heath... Because he, he's really funny, and we were like, make it impossible to follow you. Yeah. Like, even for somebody who was great, mm. make it, like, it would be so hard. And But it was like, that guy didn't even notice. Like, he had a great set, um, and he, he just, like, came up to his MMA thing and went right into His parents were in the front row, and he was talking about what a skank his mom was. And, like, oh, it was really, it was one of the best moments of my life. Like, birth of my children, then that show. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm aware of this type of ego. There are there are people in every comedy community that think that they can step in and after their second or third open mic, just be like, nope, ready for my own show. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that are degrading the the view, the yeah. public view and respect level of stand up comedy. Yeah. And, well, and I got harassed a little because like when I first started in the beginning, people were like, you know, you have too high of an opinion of yourself and da da da. And I was like, I, I've had my own show. It's a storytelling show, but I'm like, I've had my own show for two fucking years. Like I have a little yeah. experience doing this, but then it was so hard. Like it was yeah. so different compared to storytelling. And so, you know, you have room in storytelling to kind of fuck around and the crowd's so on your side and comedy yeah. guys comedy is hard <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really hard right Tate. hey before i forget be crazy before i forget uh will you tell me that guy's name yeah off the air yeah i will i'll tell you off the air Ooh. i i don't is there any way we could get him on one of those shows oh my god he'll probably sell a shitload of tickets it's a door deal it's a door deal <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to get this guy's name. I have resources. I will get this guy to perform or be oh, on God. a podcast or something. Well, and the best part was, no, after that show, he quit comedy. He quit no, comedy. he didn't quit comedy. No. He won comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Game was over. He didn't Super need to Bowl. do it again. Oh, he thinks he won. Yeah. Oh, he did, too. And, no and after that show, comedy. you could see he was just like, boom, I fucking killed it. And we were all what like, if you find out that? What if you find out that uh, it was like a thing his parents did where they were like, okay. You get one wish. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Maybe you know what? I haven't seen him since then. Maybe he was a Make a Wish kid. Oh. I feel really bad now. Do you though? He did not look well. <laughs> that poor kid. Damn! Oh so he's not going to sell any tickets then if he's dead. Oh. Um, oh, we could do the show as a tribute to him. Oh, yeah. Snake. I'm just going to imagine. We're going to call him Snake. <laughs> no, he doesn't right. even deserve that. Like, think of every, like, like shitty. No, like, oh, no, like the a garden shitty, snake. The shitty frat um, villain in any 80s movie named Chet is that guy. <laughs> that William, or he's Chad. a William Zabka. Or, or uh, he's William Zabka. Like a Keith, maybe. Oh, yeah. He could, Ugh. yeah. He was he was such a Chad. No, except I know a couple good Chads. So Johnny, he's Johnny from Karate Kid. There you go. Okay. He's uh, all them jerks in one crazy summer. <laughs> Those fucking boat jerks. He was a boat jerk. Jeff. Yes. Hello. Thir Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah. When was your first time up on stage? What was that like? Uh, All right, let me make, let me make it easier for you. Your most recent time back into comedy, like when this most recent time. Nah, I never 
I never stopped doing open mics or whatever. I just stopped taking gigs. Okay. Uh, then what was your first time? The first time was, uh, I don't know, I just figured out the, how, the, the, how to get on the open mic. <laughs> and then... Uh, so what was it that got you on stage? Oh, finding out that you could do open mics? No, come on. You told me this story today, and it was great. You what? You being all coy about it. About how Troy drove you. Oh, when I barfed in that parking <laughs> lot? <laughs> <laughs> parking all right, lot. this is a story we need to hear. Let's hear it. Uh, Troy. Oh, was it? <laughs> okay, so the first time I started working third shift at the, ho- at the hotel, the comic stayed at. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to be a comedian. I always liked comedy or whatever. I didn't know you could just be a comedian. I didn't know that was something that you could be like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I was the same way when I was mm-hmm. growing up. Me too. Uh, and I also, it was like, I was like 22, 23, and still thought uh, that they were, they were just making it up yeah. on stage. Like, it was like David Spade special. I'm like, this is fucking, this is just all from today. <laughs> it was old. And I started doing it, I started yeah. doing it, or like, I found out how to get uh, the the because the, I worked at that hotel. You could go to the comedy club for free because mm-hmm. it was a trade out. So I started going to the comedy club. Then I heard that there was something called an amateur night, and I figured out uh, from going a lot that the host was always local. And he would be the one, he would always say, like, oh, I'll be back on Wednesday for the amateur night. You should guys come out to that. And I was like, so he does that. And he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I can probably do that. Like, I remember, like, I can probably host. So I went to the open mic, Troy drove me. I was so fucking nervous. I thought you just walk in. Is this the story I told? Yeah, yeah. I thought you just walk in, and that was how you got to be on the open mic. I couldn't fucking even fathom the idea that other people would do such a stupid thing. <laughs> like I figured I'd, I'd show up and they'd be like, oh, thank God, you're the first one today. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had any of you around these parts for a while. <laughs> you know, fucking real crazy people. <laughs> real fucking maniacs who want to go on stage. <laughs> but there's a whole list. You have to get on it. And I was so tense from that that driving home, I barfed. And that's why I can't listen to Downs Van Zandt. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That was so funny. Oh, my God. I forgot that. That was in the car when we were driving. That was, he was telling, he told me the longest story. The point of which was why that's why he can't listen to who? Towns Van Zandt. Yeah. I bought a Towns Van Zandt CD a couple of days before all that happened. And we were listening to that night. And then by the end of the night, I wasn't even drunk or anything, but I had to pull over and barf in a fucking, the parking lot of a spa. <laughs> and it was such, it was so horrible to, like, I, I wasn't sick. There was no warning. <laughs> there was no, I wasn't drunk. When you're drunk, horrible things happen all the time. It's like, I'm drunk, whatever. It's not so bad. You would have known what was coming. Right. But it's like stone cold sober and then an out of nowhere barf. So it's the worst. And now it's tied to that fucking Towns Van Zandt. I can't, I hear his voice. If I hear two Towns Van Zandt songs in a row, my stomach hurts. Oh. Like I can listen to them one at a time, which is like, thank God. Because <laughs> there are some good songs, but it just puts me right back. 
It's awful. So weirdly, uh, my why I don't listen to Towns Van Zet and how I got on stage <laughs> the first time stories are the same story. <laughs> Perfect. It all I comes hope, full circle. I really fucking hope your next question is not, why don't you listen to Townsman's <laughs> <laughs> That is actually the question that I ask all of my yeah. guests. Why don't you? Why don't you listen? I'm more curious if I could guess Emma's reason. <laughs> what is my reason? I don't listen to it. You didn't know that you never even heard the name I until I said it earlier in the story I told you. Completely accurate. 100%. You didn't know that was a person I, until the first time you did. I was like, Talis Fanzand? Yeah, yeah. You said, like, right now, she was what, what? What's his name? Towns Van Zandt. Like, yeah, I didn't know. Talis. Towns. Towns. Towns Van Zandt. Town. Oh, you still don't know? <laughs> I don't, I, I'll be honest. I have no idea you what he's talking about. I don't know. Okay. No. Um, Towns Van Zandt? Elaine, my it girlfriend. Made she's up. all about the music. That is why I have given up. I, You know, you, you learn so much, you have to make room for other stuff. Yeah. I met Elaine. I was like, oh, I no longer need music knowledge. Yeah. She has got that covered for me. That's how I feel. Uh, I did, that's how I feel about my about the when phones could get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I had like, earlier uh, today to look up how to phone. find the angle of a equilateral triangle. I had to Google it. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's not right. But no, that's the uh, that's how you oh, find. That's out. how you the, find uh, the length. Uh, how do you do the? I was trying to find the angle of the Why equilateral of the because I was building a fucking sign for oh. the comedy show. Oh, because I was trying to make a triangle shape and I I my because I'm too fucking fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you fucking Google way smarter shit than I Google. Yeah. We, 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 we were do we, do we want to do Google What's searches? Who has their phone? No. You your phone? No, mine's in the bedroom. No? Oh, I'll go get it. And All right, go grab a... your phone. Let's do this. All right, go into your Google search. Oh, shit, my phone's dead. God damn it. Hey, All his right. phone's dead. Game's off. No! Come on. I'll do it on my laptop. How about that? That's even worse. We can cut this silence out. <laughs> oh shit! No one was talking. No. Okay. All right. Google. All right. Googler. Um. How do I do that? You go into your Google search and you click on the uh, text line. And it should just just pop, pop up. up stuff. Uh, yeah. What's Google search? It's <laughs> not far off. I had to. <laughs> you just go to like. Do you mean like Google's homepage? Like, do I just go to Google? Do you do you not Google things oh on your God. phone? No, he doesn't. Was this a complete failure? Oh my God! All right, let's cut this whole thing out. No, no, no. Wait, minor, minor, minor. Spider, most poisonous. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Mine is Summit Saloon, Bend, Oregon. Oh. Menu. Oh. Spider, most poisonous. Poisonous. And Yelp. Yelp. You Googled Yelp. <laughs> I did didn't because. Know, didn't know where to go on the internet <laughs> to find Yelp, did you? <laughs> I did. I just apparently Googled Yelp. Oh. Oh, Yelp. Just find. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> my, last, my last few are... Uh, 
Sean Patton. No, no, no. Let me. He? Let me. No. And <laughs> NWA oh, no, songs. No, no, no. This fucking <laughs> WA songs. NWA songs. It's not cool. This and is. And will urine blind you? <laughs> and then the next one is, uh, but like, what if it's your yours? <laughs> and uh, are Crocs still cool? <laughs> That's one of them. Also, who is Towns Van Zant? <laughs> If you want to um, if you want to try to impress some people with a cool story, is Towns Van Zandt a good reference? <laughs> <laughs> that one came back a yes. <laughs> and then I Googled, and then my last thing on my Google search history is, uh, who's a handsome boy? <laughs> right, I got that rerouted to a... The old yearbook picture. Just, okay, how about this? Just type in a letter. Type in the letter B and read your the the first three that come up with B. What? Bank of America Best Buy back page. Bernie oh. Mac, I ain't scared. Beaver tattoos, baloney. <laughs> mine is mine is the letter B <laughs> by itself. <laughs> that's that's one of them. Probably done that a few times. Big ass sandwiches, Portland. Oh, that was good. Those Blues were Traveler Tour question mark <laughs> and back page. What are you guys looking up back page for? I don't, I don't even know, know what that, that is. Both yeah. of you have that. Let's see what it is. I bet it's off. Of, I bet it's a of a Deadspin thing it, or something. It appears to be thing. some sort of Craigslist classifieds type thing. Oh, oh. wow. I didn't know that was a thing that existed. All right. Um, Maybe these are just the top four most searched things. Maybe the fact that Blues Traveler Tour question mark, maybe that is just the third most Google thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Maybe Google isn't like, maybe Google is just like, you're a person. This is probably what you're going to (laughs) Google. Blues Traveler question mark, the letter B. Let's see. Brown paper tickets. Blues Traveler, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, for C, Cinnabon, are Cinnabons dairy-free? Was it my question? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course they're not, idiot. Of course they're not. Uh, Chase Bank, Portland. Chase Bank, Oregon. Chase Bank, Oregon with a bunch of exclamation points. Chase <laughs> Bank. Uh, Chase Bank for real. <laughs> Near me. <laughs> All right, here's something that I haven't done on the podcast yet, but okay. have been meaning to. Okay. Google Feud. Oh, don't do D. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Four days, sorry. Google Feud. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Google has uh, a search-based family feud game Ooh. that they oh, do. Shit. <gasps> so you oh, can, shit. You can choose whatever I you want. I love the family feud. Google it. <laughs> so much. And they put up the top ten... Top search it search amazing. answers yeah. right. So let's pick a category: culture, people, names, questions. I say culture. I'll say culture. Yeah, culture. All right. Wait, are we on the same team? Of course uh, not. No, you're on separate teams. Come on. Here we go. Wait, I thought. Oh, it's not played live. 
with other people on Google right now? No. Like fucking no. no. This is how we play. <laughs> no, we're playing Here against we each other. Top okay. ten answers are on the board. What do we? All right, Google feud. We gotta do the thing. How does Google autocomplete this query? Sparkling, blank. water, ding. All right, water. All right, so we're gonna put in water. Number one answer, ten thousand points. Water, water. Would yeah. you like to take the game, or would you like to take or give it away? Uh, how many answers are on the board? Uh, ten. Ten. Yes. I'll pass. Pass. I so can't think I've of fucking. Pl- I've never seen Family Feud, so. Uh... Are you for real right now? <laughs> for real. So here's what I happens. have: okay. the best of Celebrity Family Feud, hosted by Richard Dawson, and is just cast of TV shows from the seventies <laughs> playing against each other. It's like the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> versus oh Saint Elsewhere. Oh <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. How do you have that? Like on eBay, VHS? eBay. Oh. It's on DVD. Okay, so I do I I guess. Oh wait, I that's guess. not. That none of that was helpful, germane to this no. situation. No, no, <laughs> all right. no, that's not actually explaining the rules to me at all. <laughs> but the fact that you now you know there's usually five contestants. How that often do you all play this, games on podcasts? <laughs> never uh, stoned. <laughs> all right, so oh, I fucked up. So you gave it away. So here's how it works. You get three guesses, or you get three wrong answers. Okay. In order to complete the top ten. Okay. All right? Okay. So there are still nine answers on the board. Number one is taken. Okay. How does Google autocomplete this query? Sparkling blank. Shoes. Shoes. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you understand. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did shoes, <laughs> shoes did not show up. That is an incorrect There's answer. Nine answers left on the board, and I passed because I could not think. Nothing else ends sparkling water, unicorns. and nothing else. All right, you, unicorns. Unicorns. You're gonna put in unicorns. I'm put in unicorns. <laughs> shoes and unicorns. Unicorns. Sorry, that is incorrect. Does not show up. You get one more. Hmm. Sparkling. Stars. Stars. I'm sorry, that is incorrect, too. Oh, I'm really bad at this. All right. So as we finish out the round. uh, No, I have to. I have a chance to steal. You're supposed to, but apparently Google Feud does not work that way. So here are the. (laughs) So you just. You fail all the I wanted to guess some more. So the other nine answers were sparkling ice, wiggles, wiggles, wine. Whiteners, mineral water, water brands, cider, pink, oh, cider, lemonade, sparkling pink lemonade. I guess so. Sparkling wiggles. That makes my answers seem pretty reasonable. Right? Yeah, like, actually, yeah. yeah. All right, next round. Um, double the points. Jeff, pick this one. Do you want culture, people, names, or questions? Which one did we do last time? Culture. Culture. Oh, so when you said it and I agreed with you, I was like, why would I do that? I didn't know we weren't on the same table. You looked at me and you said culture, and I was like, yeah, I'll play culture. Like, I had a choice. I had no idea what's going on. I'm going to see she picked that one, so you get to pick this one. What would you like? Movies. 
What? That wasn't a <laughs> <category>. <laughs> uh, Cheers. What are the categories? Which one? Which one of those categories is most likely to get me questions about movies? People. <laughs> I'm gonna go with people. All right, here we go. Google feud. How does Google autocomplete this query? Stop saying query, please. Please. Just how does Google autofill this Google? How does Google, Google this Query Google? just seems like a difficult word to say. Query. I just don't think it's fair. Go ahead and say it. No, I've already said it twice. No, just feel it. Come on. Query. There you go. A lot of this how does mouth. Google autocomplete this query? Query. I broke my blank. I broke my blank. First one to buzz in. Arm. Penis. Whoa. Okay. Arm came in first. I think you think this is the Hollywood Squares. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Top 10 answers. Number two. Number two answer on the board. Is what? Is arm. Oh, the number one answer is still up there. Yes, it is. That was, that was when you can. So, Emma, oh, you I have a chance to steal. If you can give us number one. Penis. I broke my... It happens more than you'd think. Penis? Oh, yeah, but did not show up in the what? top ten. It, it happens all the time. Google queries. It do- no, well, no, does it, though? No, but or are you just being a no, little no, no. too rough of course, in bed? <laughs> of course it isn't up there because oh, that can only happen oh. to half the population. It's never happened to me. I'm pretty sure it's never happened to Jeff. If it's happening but to you it, all the it time, can't happen maybe, to it's, girls. maybe it's me. Maybe it's I'm you. It can't <laughs> happen to girls. So the only people uh, who could ever say, I think I broke my dick, no are penis. men. But the whole population could Google something else. Yeah. So penis probably just does because have all the time. You go- just because you Google search... Your Google search one out of every ten times is broken penis. Doesn't mean that's the same for everybody else in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Just as long as it's not. Eat your uh, just as long as it's not. How do I break a penis? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, give me some credit. I know how to break uh, a fucking penis. All right, come on. So Jeff, <laughs> your next answer. How does Google autocomplete this query? Toe. I broke my toe. Men and women. Number five answer is toe for 6,000. All right, Jeff. I'm going to play. All right. What do you got? Finger? Finger. There's finger up there. (laughs) Ooh, I'm sorry. Finger is not in the top 10 answers. Um,. Do I Nose? Then? No. Nose. I get. I have to get three strikes. He gets to finish it off. Broke my nose. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Also, it's not in the top ten. That is not in the top ten. You got one more. I broke my engagement off. <laughs> is that up there? That one seems a little bit more personal than the rest. Uh... Right. Oh no! The, the actual answer would be: I broke my engagement off. Now what do I do with all these envelopes? <laughs> I'm sorry, that is not in the top ten answers. But you would have to put context in with what you Google. You can just Google what do I do with all these envelopes. The answer is the same. Google doesn't care why you have the envelopes. <laughs> no, you need to put that in. Put that explanation in there. Other eight answers on the board are back foot, arm SNL, 
whatever that is. I feel like I need to Google search that. Uh, trunk, alive. leg, back, vi- back trunk? vine. I broke my trunk. Yes. <laughs> I broke my leg. The back of my no, no, no. steamer cart. Here's where it gets interesting is that for some reason, higher is back vine. And right below that is back spinal. I broke my back vine. Yeah. Oh, God. People are idiots. I broke my back vine. Uh, I broke that thing in my back that's like a vine. And finally, ankle. <laughs> and that's where we land. I was going to say sobriety. Jesus. So, ass. Either I way. I broke my ass, my back, and my neck. Yeah. I'm not good at this game, huh? Ugh. This podcast has really fallen off. Oh, that's my, that's on me. Yeah, how dare um, you? So, Ryan. <laughs> no, I, well, we got to go in the other questions. I wanted to ask Jeff another question. Is that as you were, we were talking about your first time. So, when you were on stage, did you have pre-written material, or did you, uh-huh. were you just making it up on stage? Nope. What you? What was your pre-written material? What was your process for writing? Uh, I didn't have one. Like I don't. I just broke would write shit down <laughs> into a notebook and then later I took I took up what I thought would be the best five minutes. So how did you take stuff down? Like how did you decide like, oh, that's something I'm gonna put in my notebook? Take your time. Emma. I don't know, man. <laughs> I honestly don't think I've ever thought about any of this. Like well, I get asked the, the questions, but I didn't have a process then. I don't have one now. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why I put things in notebooks. Then you just see something and you're like, that's fucking, that, that's for the notebook. And then you see other shit and you're like, that's dumb. <laughs> I guess that's my process. I don't put the fucking dumb shit in my notebook. <laughs> is that a process? I guess It's so. all magic. This is all fucking a house of cards, man. You just build a house of cards and if no one knocks it down, it could look pretty nice. This sort sort of perfectly... Shows the difference between Jeff and I. Yeah. So what's your process? I have like spreadsheets, and <laughs> Google Docs, and like. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know logical. what Google Docs mm-hmm. were <laughs> <laughs> until July. Mm-hmm. I had never even heard of it. And then you made a Google Doc for the, the tour. Yeah, I made a, a spreadsheet. And I was like, you, what do I, like, I, <laughs> like, like, I made a Google doc. I was like, how do I get to oh, it? Oh, it's sweet. Do he I still Google has a Hotmail account. Isn't oh, that, what a doll. What a doll. Yeah, man, it's vintage. It's I got adorable. it a long time ago. <laughs> Later than you think, but a long time ago. I got an email address uh, in like 2005 or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about that. first time with an email. But that's why it was a Hotmail. <laughs> And and the only reason I got it, it was I because uh, <laughs> I got to work a weekend somewhere, and then I asked my friend, Jeremy, I was like, how do you get booked for weekends at other clubs? And he was like, you just email them. And I was like, all right, well, the, the follow-up is probably going to surprise you, but how do you get an email? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's an email? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. My first I, I, I remember asking, are they free? Yeah. Somewhere was, around there? Mine was probably around I thought you had to pay for it. And I was like, well, no. I'm fucking pay for to get mail on a computer. Oh I'm never going to be by a computer. You're <laughs> The best was when we were getting ready for the festival, um, we had been emailing back and forth with the poster guy and like the t-shirt guy. And he, Jeff had emailed him and was like, 
Hey, you know, I need you to change these dates. And then he texted me and he was like, Hey, this, your poster guy is not getting back to me. It's been like five days. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, sorry about that. Cause he's a friend of mine. So I was like, yeah, shit. Sorry about that. And then I looked and Jeff had, he's only been replying to me. He didn't know you could reply all. (laughs) Yeah. We were in like a three way email exchange and uh, not sweet. I didn't know that there, I didn't know that the button I hit to reply wouldn't go to both. I just thought that's uh, just rip, like the email I got was from both of you. So why can't I just email both of you? But there's a different button. Mm. I didn't do it. Yeah. Oh my God. And that was this year. Vu. I feel like I'm teaching email to my grandma again. I'm just a lot like that. <laughs> I'm just like that. Uh, I've had grandma a- seems like a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> she was the best. She was my grandma. <laughs> I have never once played a video game with a wireless controller because it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> oh my That's God. true. Like the, like the idea of being able to sit that far away is like, uh, why? It should have a cord so that you know how far away to sit. <laughs> <laughs> you have too much freedom. Is that the issue? Yeah. And then there's people walking around with, their, with those things. And you're yeah. like, how? That's very you. That is very you. <laughs> Someone tell me where to sit. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do after the podcast? I'm gonna turn on a video game and give you an Xbox remote. I'm gonna let you go out in the backyard for a little bit. <laughs> you can play through the window. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> Is that do too that. much for you? Is yeah, that I'm not gonna do that? Too much excitement? No, we still got to make up a, a podcast. That's right. Ten minute, ten minute podcast. Oh, All right, I'm not getting hit with copyright infringement bullshit. Oh, <laughs> what? Making a the well, ten minute podcast. No, it isn't. The, that's another podcast. Oh no, you got to remember. Podcast. You got to remember. Podcast. Oh, hey, if you guys are listening, coming up next. So it'll be a fourteen minute podcast. Coming up next, we're doing another installment of Gosh, I'm Funny with Emma Arnold, featuring guest host Jeff Tay with his permanent guest Emma Arnold, and uh, you will introduce the ninety second. I I insist that you go smoke a little because this has been like the most fun thing I've ever not, watching not. you struggle through this <laughs> and try like you look have looked so uncomfortable and it's been great. All I right. Just, I'm going to shoot through these questions. Okay. Getting it on to we'll your be podcast. Quick. We'll be quick. Here we go. Uh, you got this. You got this champ. You got go. this. <laughs> All right. Uh, the fun questions. What is your what is your worst gig ever? Um, and you can look at it from different categories. Like what is your worst audience ever? What is your worst venue ever? What is your worst booking ever? For sure. For me, it was at, uh, I did, um, probably a lot of the comics have done an Indian casino. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a regular. It's, I mean, there's probably this one. If, and when I describe it, people will be like, that is so bad. There's in your rider, it says that you, you will not be paid if you make fun of the sound system. Wow. And um, <laughs> this, it's a ter- it's a terrible room. Even the way it's set up is like there's it's no sound in the back. So the people who are in the way back of the room, like it's a big room. Yeah. The people who are in the back can't actually hear you. So the whole back of the bar is just partying. And then the whole front of the bar is like, they're like, they're actually trying yeah. to listen and stuff. So that sucks. Um, and the sound guy always tries to give me back rubs. 
which is terrible. And I'm always like, no, 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 thank you. And then the other sound guy is always like super concerned about my weight. Yeah. Gives me lots of pointers about my weight and like how I could gain more weight and how men like a little something to sleep with, a little something to hold on. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, no, I I'm- prefer a sound guy who has good sound. <laughs> <laughs> we all make wishes. Fuck face. <laughs> And the host typically brings people up. He doesn't do any time at the front. He just yells at the crowd. Like, he'll go out and just be like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you animals. It's amazing. And I, that was kind of how when I, because I had done it a few times. And when I finally had a good set there, I was like, okay, I think you're starting to get the hang of this. Like, I feel like it was like, it's such a trial that by the time I finally was like, could work the room and actually do, do well there. I finally was like. Okay, okay, maybe I'm going to be able to do com- comedy because it's a lot of work. And I keep going back there. It's like, I don't know, it's like some weird masochistic thing where they keep, like, it doesn't pay well. I just keep going back there because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill it there this I time. I feel like that's like a, you're trying to no. prove something to yourself every time you do that. You're like, like, this time. This is never going to defeat me for it's the rest never. of my life. Yeah, it is. I will succeed as long as I keep defeating this room. It's, that's exactly yeah. what it is. I'm like, you don't, I, I like, every time I'm like, I'm not scared of you. And every time I've been like, I'm a little scared of you, actually. <laughs> yeah. But then the last time I was there, I was like, I'm not fucking scared of you. And then it was true. And you pee yourself, but you still succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I would always feel proud of I myself. I really want to do this room. We should yeah. do it. We should do it. Do it. Okay. There you go. Once I kind of started to get the hang of it, I was like, maybe it's because everybody, bom- everybody bombs there consistently. And everybody's always like, oh, God, it's just terrible. It's the worst. Yeah. So when you, fe- when you do well there. Wait. You feel good. You're like, to yeah. To do I fucking, this room. Yeah. That's yeah, great. There's going to be nothing better than how much fun I have bombing in this room. It is pretty I will satisfying. Fucking what is, bomb you wouldn't bomb off. there. Where is this? What Ooh, is, no, I'll do I it on purpose. Fuck that. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Tell but, me off yeah. air. That's another thing we need to talk about. Yeah, off but, air. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening off air, we're going to tell you where me and Emma will be soon, hopefully. <laughs> but you won't hear it because it's off air. We're trying to. Why can't we try to pre-plug a date <laughs> before we book it? What was your worst gig? There, I'm, I, I did a good job of that one. Jeff, where was your? What was your worst gig? No, you. I definitely should have been thinking of this, right? Yeah, we came back. What have to you, you been doing we for the last five minutes? I was listening to her story. <laughs> you didn't think of your own. Listen, I can I, I'm, I can do one thing at a time right now. All right, Jeff. And I was doing that one thing. All right, Looney Bins. Take- it don't matter which one. <laughs> Tulsa was okay. <laughs> Wichita, that guy would fucking flash his fucking pistol around and mean mug it because he used to be like a fucking roller skating champion. <laughs> wow. What? The, Little Rock, the staff is great, but the crowds are worse than Wichita. And uh, Oklahoma City has shitty sound, and they and they were just like, talk louder. What the fuck? That's you own the club, and talk louder. No, Ugh. not gonna. After every show, the guy was like, you should talk louder. I'm talking into a microphone. <laughs> Make the microphone louder. <laughs> Couldn't. Oh, I forgot. I'll do that. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Like when they're like, don't forget to plug uh, that we sell our, if you buy the fucking Looney Bin t-shirt, you get in on Thursday for free. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, Looney Bins, I cut them loose before (laughs) I even had enough work to justify doing any of that. I was just like, that 
that's awful. I need to learn to do that. I have morals. Jeff's been like, when morals. I'm like, this is a terrible place. Don't or do it. I'm standards like, for yourself. Yeah. Standards, yeah, but it's like standards. fucking. This is a lot of work. It doesn't look like it. And the better you are, the less you look like you're doing. Yeah. So all these fucking assholes think it's fucking super easy. Uh, here's $100. And then you say yes. That guy now thinks of the, what you do on stage is worth $100. Yeah. Fuck him. You decide what it's worth. They like to think that they get to decide what they're worth. But what are we doing? Exactly. We set the fucking... Just so you know, Ryan's only paying us $100. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want more than that? Is, that? is that not enough? I feel like that's enough for what you guys did tonight. That is completely equal. And you have to split that. No, I mean, somewhere in there, I, somewhere in there, I forgot where I was headed. But the point is, I'll get it. They always think that they could just be like, no, it's 200. And them fucking shit gigs, they think they get mm-hmm. to tell you what you're worth. They would just be worth nothing. They're worth nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there. Fuck them. Yeah. I'd decide. Fucking $500? I ain't fucking. You can keep your 500 Book another fucking hack. See, that's my priority is booking talented people. And it's just... Is this because of the sound system situation? It's respect. What? Is this the gig where you can't say anything about the sound system? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can talk about my sound system. Is that why you were like, is that where you're like, say it off the air because you don't want her to say Bend Oregon (laughs) on the podcast? Uh, No. You're the worst. No. But we haven't gotten paid. <laughs> you fuck it. We aren't going to. You ate a hundred dollars worth of cashews. <laughs> Holy fuck! Cashews cost a hundred dollars. These I mean. are fancy cashews. Oh, fancy cashews! And you've been eating them this whole time. You've had a bunch. I have had a little bit. A like, lady, like, like thirty dollars worth. Thirty dollars. <laughs> what the fuck is it? This is not like this. This thing was thirty dollars. Probably forty-five it's, in it was, this economy. It was, it, it was like 130 mm-hmm. 130 That's why almonds will not beat out what cashews. Almonds are cheap. You're talking yourself out of money now, too. <laughs> you can just be like, look at how many cashews you had when we got here. <laughs> and then leave. Show us a picture from earlier today where this cashews is holding up today's paper, and, it is, and it's fuller than it is right now. You can't. You have to prove guilt. I don't have to prove innocence. All right. So my next question is, what is your best gig ever? And again, you can break it down to best oh, venue. Man. Did we miss an email? Well, <laughs> is okay, there any way we could have known what okay, these questions are ahead of time? Put your fingers in your ear and you think about what your thing. All right. <laughs> Emma? Um, I think the most recent one, um, I, I did the Laugh Your Asheville off festival mm-hmm. in Asheville, North Carolina. And um, they had a real packed theater. Um, like even the balcony was full, sold out show. Like it was, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those times where like everybody on the show was hilarious. Like every show I saw, everybody was so funny and like it was so fun. And then um, when it was my turn, like I didn't have, you know, I don't usually get very nervous, but every once in a while I get like the butterflies on a little. And like, because everybody had been so funny, I was kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> but like when I went out there, it was just pure fun. You yeah. know, like the crowd was so fun and just everything about it was just super, super fun. And it, and we only did 10 minutes, but it was just like, it just felt really good. And, 
And uh, I think that's always the best is like when the people you're with are also really funny. That was great. In the green room, holy shit. Like we just sat in the green room for like hours that whole festival and just laughed and laughed. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was great. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. All right. What I meant, I mean, all of them with Jeff. <laughs> that's what I said. No. Every single one. All right, Jeff. Best gig ever. I have no idea. No! I was thinking the whole time, and I have no idea. Uh, Some of them are pretty rad. Just say that this right, was, and we'll move on. All right, this one. There you go. <laughs> I did a show at a hair salon in West Lafayette, Indiana last year that was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. So How did that come about? I had a friend whose uh, wife owns a hair salon <laughs> and lives in West Lafayette. So we put on a show, and a bunch of bunch of bunch of his friends came. It was super great. We're doing a show there <laughs> in October, I think. It's That's so great. Cool. It was fucking. It was because it's a weird room, and it's just fun. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Final and deepest question. Okay. It's a two-parter. Jeff, you need to take some time. Think about Just, this one. All right. Here we go. What, in, in the grand scheme of stand-up comedy, what is your definition of success? And where are you right now in relation to that? Do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, because I got it nailed. Okay, go. I consider this success and right now on track. Why is this, what makes this success? Yes, yeah, so what is what is your definition? I don't know, man. I'm fucking doing stand up. You're on the road, you're doing what you enjoy. You're making yeah, I'm doing my own habit. shit too. Like I don't have to Like we booked all this. It's just a This is a fucking did it. It can be this. This is fine. Nailed it. Right? Same answer. (laughs) 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 Why don't you listen to Towns Van Zandt? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So a way I, way I want to break it apart. You had such a simple answer there. I want to get a little bit deeper. Is that oh, I? Come on, man! I've had such a hard time answering questions. I never. Come on! I want to get. I want to get a little like, bit more no, logical there about wasn't it. Wasn't enough stumbling. Is there any? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my question: Is that I can usually break it down with most people into three different categories. The reason that people do comedy or how they measure their success in it is in three different categories, and I call it the three F's. Which is fans, friends, and finance. If you're in it for the fans, you're just in it for the publicity. You just want to be famous, right? Uh, If you're in it for the friends, it means that you enjoy the people that you hang out with. You do it to work with other people that enjoy the same thing that you do, people that have the common interest. And then there's the finance, where you do it to make a living, where you are doing it so much and you enjoy it that much that that is your main source of income and you're successful that way. So I feel like Jeff has found that trifecta equally between the three that is why he doesn't really have an explanation because there's no one thing about it that really drives him or that he enjoys the most and that in general everything that he's doing is what he wants. 
fans, friends, and finance. Yep. And wait, so like one of them is the 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 first one is fans, and that's the one that you just don't want to be the answer. It's about the fame. You just want to do it to be famous. You want the attention. I don't know that I I don't know that any of those three apply to why I do stand up. Yeah, I'd say I for, want to be good at stand up. Yeah, for me it'd be the fourth F, which is funny. Yeah. I just all I want all I've ever wanted, probably since I was like six, yeah. is I just really want to be funny. But see, that's the friends category where you you hang out with people that do the same because they respect what it is that you do. No, I say it's more almost like. No, it's a combination of half of the, your friends thing <laughs> and uh, half okay. of the fans thing. Like for me, it's like. It's, it's, you see, that's what I'm be, saying is that yeah. there's no one thing. You want to be respected by your peers, it. but you also want fans, man. Wanting yeah. fans doesn't mean you just want to be famous. Want, you got to have fans to get finance. Yeah. yeah. You got to have fans to do anything. So like, so, so fucking, so Jeff Dunham is a fucking weird shithead uh, puppet guy who crowdsources his act. He just wants fans. But, you know, he's, like, yeah. it's not like, it's not like he's got the friend. Patton Oswald doesn't want fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He wants fans. We all want to be famous because being famous means we have fans. It doesn't mean we're rich. It doesn't mean that we want fame. It means that we have fans, which means we started doing something good and relatable. So the be, that the becoming rich is just like a side effect of doing it correctly and, and getting lucky. But like if you get rich because you want fans, that that shouldn't make famous a pejorative. Mm-hmm. It's you want to be good. David Cross talks a lot of shit about uh, hack, like cable guy and stuff, but like David Cross still wants fans. Like, he's trying to get fans. He's talking to those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can probably cut a lot of that, right? <laughs> no, that <laughs> Wait, makes was sense. It, was I making sense? But see, this is part of that trifecta is that there is no, nobody goes for just one of them. Yeah. Is that it's about in what order. Are you, are they your priority? So, I mean, different people, like you're saying, like Jeff Dunham, his priority is fans, next, finance, lowest, friends. The respect of his peers is not on the top of his list. No. So there you go. So that's why I feel like. It's not on my list at all. Baloney. No, it's it's a byproduct of trying to get good. But see, that's what uh, I'm saying. That's what he's saying. Is that you have perfectly balanced all three of those things as equal priorities, which what is that is what makes a good comic. Okay, what I meant was, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Ever since you laid down, you've gotten very yeah. argumentative. Like the whole tone changed. Yeah, there is the whole the, what, the whole thing that I book my headliners <laughs> off of for my show is how they balance those three things. When I talk to them to book this show, I ask very specific questions in the booking process to find out what their priority is. If they have one that's so much more than the other two, that person does not have priorities that I want to work with. So it's about having that balance. And I don't know, it just shows to me uh, uh, self-awareness and Mm self-respect. 
And those are the people that we want in this industry. Mm -hmm. So when we start getting into the shitty casino gigs or the crappy open micers that book a theater two gigs later, (laughs) it's that those people are going to come and go. But as long as those of us that actually respect what we do band together, we can just push those people out. <laughs> like not so much force them or tell them no, but slowly and eventually make it less, I don't know. Yeah. Make, create a good environment, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, a more positive environment. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude. You're not holding your mic at your mouth. <laughs> do you, do you have a third wish? <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no way we've already done it all the all the nice people already have banded up all, well there's still room to expand that's why i want ben comedy to no, be that oasis and it has like at least it's gotten better especially just being a woman i think has gotten a little easier even in like the last six months yeah just because I think a lot of that stuff has sort of come to the forefront and people are actually talking about it and being like, hey, maybe this isn't okay. So yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Like what? God, <laughs> fuck you, Jeff. Go take a nap. Well, like our lad, just last week was our ladies night, which mm-hmm. is our annual show that we do. And every time we have at least five local female comics in that show, mm-hmm. which I, I'm, I'm so excited and so proud of. And we... We're actually at a point right now where I think we have more female comics than male comics. Really? Wow. Which is, yeah, really weird. Is that, I mean, I mean, in the long run, we have more male than female, but the people that are actually taking it serious and pursuing it, there are more females than males at this point. Wow. Hmm. And I, I feel, uh, spoiled by that (laughs) where I'm just like, I'm a big advocate for women and I just happen to have more female comics than males. Mm -hmm. So like. It's it's a um, unearned feather in my cap sort of deal. <laughs> so I mean, I cherish it, and I, you know, I do everything I can for them. But at the same time, it's it's an oddity mm-hmm. that just happened. Yeah, it's not regular. Things get tough out there. In mm-hmm. fact, we were talking not too long ago in another podcast about the comp, like the competitiveness, especially between females compared to male comics. Oh, really? I never. Male comics always say that, say that to me. Yeah, that, I think that's I think that's total bullshit horseshit. patriarchy. I think it is. No, no, no. I, between, no, 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 no. I think that it's between, a... Think, oh, do you mean between the women and the men? No, no. Between women and women. Oh. No, no, dude. And men. Every no. time I've heard that, it is from a fucking dude. <laughs> I, I, like, I really And I have never seen women... Like, all the women comics I know are not competitive I with other like it's, women. it's the opposite, mm-hmm. where when you see another female comic, you're so excited. Mm-hmm. You're so excited there's another woman here that you just immediately, like, <laughs> glom into each other. And you're like, best friend, best friend, best friend. Yeah. And, like, I, every, I mean, I've maybe experienced competitiveness from a female comedian t- maybe once or twice. Yeah. Where somebody was, like, you know, shitty to me just because they were like, oh, well, there's already a girl here. Mm-hmm. You know? But I... I constantly get it from the guys. Not, I mean, not as much now that, like you said, like you get into the higher tiers of stuff and you don't have to deal with so much of the mm-hmm. lower shit. But 
It's the, definitely, it's, I, 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 re, I get that all the time. I get asked that all the time. Like, oh, are the women super catty and competitive? And I'm like, no, no. Cause we're so happy that there's another woman around that it's, you're always just like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Yes. So yeah, that's I don't cool. know. Yeah. That's like, everywhere I go. That's the, that's the answer. Yeah. And, and you know, like I've done a lot of all women festivals and stuff and mm-hmm. it's just like the best, most cozy, like everybody's so happy to be there and so happy to not have that normal shitty catty kind of competitiveness that that comes from a lot of the male comics and i've never and fucking weird shitty can't handle their booze (laughs) well we do plenty of that too no i know but like no but like at that festival there aren't those fucking dudes yeah no there's no dudes it's a ladies festival so you got like you actually relax yeah yeah it's really it's really nice it's very fun but yeah no i know i i've never like really and never in like a big way experienced that like it's there's a real kind of i think unknown sisterhood between the female comedians like where we know which guys are we we know which guys are douchebags and we know who not (laughs) to fuck and we warn each other about like who's handsy and all of them I feel like would be on that list of people <laughs> not to fuck. Yeah, it's a short list of people I recommend anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say like the most of the women I work with, I end up being either very cordial with or very good friends with. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm trying to think of someone I've had, like a female comedian I had a really bad experience with. And I can't off the top of my head to think of one where I could give you probably a hundred names of male comedians. So yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Jeff Tate, Jeff Tate, Jeff Tate. Wait, no, that's no. not, uh, <laughs> you can't, that's not a list of a hundred if it's the same name over oh, and I'm over. Oh, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> one a hundred times. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think that that, uh, are you Jeff Tate's pimp? I, I am. Think yeah. That, uh, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I think that that's oh, a no, myth. Oh no, I was saying a hundred guys who are jerks. I wasn't saying to fuck Jeff Tate. Nobody fuck Jeff Tate mm. there. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that. Was it your week to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was my week. Yep. We take I've care. been trying to figure out who you've spread that around. <laughs> it is great. The female festivals. Oh, like everything I think that the male, like some of the, the worst male comedians are afraid of that. Like a bunch of us sit around and like talk about like yeah. the horrible sex stuff about them. That all happens. And it's really beautiful. It's a really meaningful thing. And I think what's, what's amazing is. If you reverse that, the idea of going to an all-male comedy festival just sounds awful. That sounds so fucking terrible. It does, it does sound like it would be a little rough. Oh, God, there's always one fucking out-of-town alpha <laughs> trying to take the spotlight away from me. Can he see that I can't stop talking? <laughs> So, Emma, my same question to you. Okay. Well, you've sort of danced around it of in your what? opinion thereof. It's my turn. Part but two of the no, last question? One. No, I haven't even done part one. Yeah. What is your definition of success? In the grand scheme of stand-up comedy, what is your definition of success? Um, I have a, I I have a we pretty... we were all talking about that at the same time. Nope, just you. <laughs> <laughs> but you answered, too. It's all about you, bunch. Jeff. No, I didn't. We were having a conversation. Well, we moved on to part two. Um, um, success for me in the grand scheme of things, I think would be, um, I have a pretty laid back. Like, I think one, one thing for me is I don't really want something from this. Like I don't have a, I sort of just trust it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just trust that things are happening how they should happen and it's going where it's supposed to go. And, um, even when I've been in places and had shitty gigs or, you know, gotten bumped from shows or had bad things happen, I've still been like, 
this is all part of it, you know, like the shittiness is still part of the whole experience. And, um, I think that I want to be able to make a living and support my family. And, um, but I don't have like very grand dreams beyond, I don't know. I just, I like to do it Mm -hmm. and I want to keep doing it. So I don't think I have like a plan in place of like, which is very irregular for me. Usually I would have like a spreadsheet and a 10 year plan or something, but I don't know. I just kind of trust it. Like I just feel like it'll happen the way it's supposed to happen. What's the second part? Are you leaving? You just put your shoes on like you're like, fuck you guys. Where are you now in relation to that? Um, I've been really, really impressed and excited. And like the last, um, the last like six months for me have been pretty cool. You know, things have kind of like the ball has started rolling downhill and kind of picking up speed, which is intimidating. Like I think as things start to move, it's like a little intimidating, but it's also I work really hard. Like I, I really do a lot of shit and work really hard. So it's kind of, it feels good to have that start kind of paying off. And, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, I guess like doing this tour and I've gotten booked for some really great festivals and stuff lately mm-hmm. and for some bigger shows. And, um, I get it open for Dana Gould in October, which is Ooh. like just amazing to me. Wow. And like, I'm so, so excited about it. And so things are happening that I'm like really proud of and really excited about. And yeah. so I feel good. I feel good about where I'm at in the career, especially since like a lot of times when I tell people I've only been doing it for three years, they're like, what? Like a little, or like a little dismissive, like, "Mm, okay. But that's probably like, I have a lot of writing experience and a lot of other experience, but I also work really hard. Like I really want to be good at this, you know? So, so yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap this up. Plugs. Go. Oh, they have the whole tour, justanotherclown.com. The whole tour. We're touring forever. Touring forever. (laughs) Forever. Forever. I don't know. It goes to like January right now. Yeah, it feels like forever. Yeah. When does this come out? Uh, 2019 or something. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Yeah, it will be. Perfect. That'll be one of our on years. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um... All my dates, including the tour stuff, is all on my website, which is emmaarnoldcomedy.com. And my blog is there. You can follow me on Twitter. On, I'm I am a road trip. All right. I think that's it. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks for Twitter. having us. And this, this is been this is a really fun show, incredible. and you do a great job. That was a great room. Oh, thank I had you. a really good time. So thank, thank you for you having very us. Much.